Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. In this series of special podcasts, we'll be talking about the Doctor's companions, assistants, mates or fam if you will. And each episode, I'll be talking to a very special guest about a companion of their choice and discuss topics such as the companion's impact on Doctor Who and why fans connected or perhaps did not connect with that particular member of the TARDIS crew. And my guest today is Martin Havel, and uh, uh, say uh, uh, an old friend of the show, Martin Havel. I should I should rephrase that uh, from the Bad Wolf Podcast. Welcome back, Martin. Thanks for having me. Thanks for finally letting me out of that cupboard. <laughs> well, I thought it, it. You know, I was getting fed up with the scratching noises going on from inside it. So the smell I, from the bucket must have been. Well, yeah, I know. I did ask you to slot that out, didn't I? But yeah. f- through the keyhole. But you weren't going to have it, were you? So no, no, I'm used to the finer things like a wicker basket. <laughs> uh, that's very 70s, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, we are here to talk about your favourite companion. Um, now, would you like to tell the waiting world um, who you are, who you've selected, I should say? Martha Jones, as played by Freema Adjiman. OK, so why Martha Jones? Because this was a character that didn't... Didn't go down too well at the time, did she? She didn't. And my my whole feeling here is that she's the most important companion in the new series. Okay, okay. Do tell. Because for an entire generation of fans, she would have been the first companion change. She was certainly mine. I grew up here. I was born in 82, the same as Matt Smith and Jodie Whittaker. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in those wilderness years. So Rose was my first companion, but even though I'd never seen the show before, I knew what a TARDIS was, I knew what a Dalek was, I knew what a Cyberman was, and I knew the Doctor regenerated. Yeah. So when Eccleston turned into Tennant, well, that's just what happens. It's cool. It's a regeneration. I was excited. I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, but losing your constant, you losing that companion that hooked you into the show... That would have had a massive effect on an entire generation. And that's difficult for a production and an actress to follow. Because for two series, when the Doctor regenerated, uh, an entire generation had Rose as their first companion. That's right, yeah. Even though they would have been expecting the regeneration. And what's interesting about when Rose goes is that rather than being uh, the audience is in... The companion shifts from that and the doctor becomes the the audience's constant because he's the returning character. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean there. I think the other thing is I think Rose was so I don't know, sort of so beloved by fans as well. Um I think it was whoever the next character was gonna be, was Rose was gonna be a hard act to follow in their eyes. Um Oh, and, absolutely. And yeah. I think that you couldn't have gone straight from Rose to Donna because that transition wouldn't have been smooth. I know she was in The Runaway Bride. Mm. I don't think you could have had a whole series of Donna straight after Rose. Now, you, you say that because I think um, people... I think one of the reasons why they, they sort of didn't take to Martha uh, was because she also pined after the Doctor in, 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 romantically like Rose did. 
but the, yeah. obviously it, it wasn't reciprocated. So do, do you think? And obviously Donna wasn't like that at all. She was the complete opposite to um, Martha and Rose. Really, she wasn't romantically interested in the Doctor whatsoever. Um, so do, do you think that's that kind of what sort of ruined it for for for, for people? It was it was almost so. almost like the same thing again, but it I wasn't so. Rose. You know, but Martha had the most interesting character arc of the whole series mm. um, because she went from pining for the doctor to being strong and realizing she didn't need him. Yeah. Uh, even though if you look back to all the companions that have been since 2005, Martha's probably the only one that would have had a decent life if the doctor hadn't come along. That's true. Cause she had her own career as a, yeah, as, as, know, as a doctor, he, you know, <laughs> he pulled the strings for unit and whatnot. Mm. But honestly, she would have got there by herself. Yeah. And yeah, I know, I know people go, oh, she was just Rose by any other name and all of that. Uh, but she's so much deeper that, than that. And especially when you read what RTD had planned for her, mm. it's, it makes her the anchor of the Hooniverse because she's one of few characters that have appeared in Doctor Who and Torchwood. That's right. Yeah. Uh, when, when the BBC decided they wanted to do Torchwood audios, they brought Martha into it. Yeah. And RTD's original plan was for Martha to like go into all of the spin-offs. So she was meant to pop up in Torchwood series three and she was going to pop up in a series of the event, uh, Sarah Jane adventures. That's right. It was Enemy of the Bane, wasn't it? She was going to yeah, pop up but in. Yeah, because yeah, she was originally meant to be the Brigadier's role. Like He was brought in very last minute. Yeah, I must admit, it, it did. It would have it would have made more sense to have Martha Jones pop up in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Rather, I mean, I'm I'm so pleased that the Brigadier did turn up um, in that. Um, it's just a shame he didn't get to uh, turn up in the parent show. Um, it's, this is that's, that's where uh, that's where he belongs, really. Um, but I mean, it was great to see him back in. I mean, that really was one for the old the old school fans. New fans would have a clue who the Brigadier was, um, unfortunately. But maybe after that, it might sort of made them. Th- Go and look look him up a bit more, but uh, no, but you're right. It, it would have made more sense to have had Martha in Sarah Jane. Um, it's just a shame the way Sarah Jane ended. But I know we're going off off track here because there were yeah, you know, we well, were about Ace as well, and it would have been great. So the reason the reason Martha goes off with Jack at the end of uh, Stolen Earth mm. uh, and Mickey's there is they were going to be in series three of Tortured. Yeah, but then um, Noel Clark got the chance to make Adulthood. Uh, his sequel to Kidulthood, and yeah. he was going to direct it, so he wasn't available. And the BBC cut uh, Children of Earth down from ten episodes to five. And the Freeman Adjaman was then offered um, Law and Order UK by Chris Chibnall, which mm-hmm. was ten episodes. So yeah. obviously, you go where the money is, don't you? Of course so, you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but RTD's original idea for her was to to anchor and be that one constant for the whole universe of Doctor Who. I begin to wonder what what her contribution to Children of Earth would would have been like because obviously it, it um, apparently she was um, replaced by uh, was it Chris Jumbo yeah. yes Chris Jumbo that's it yeah um, who was sort of inside the government so I sort of inside the cabinet more or less so I begin to wonder how Martha bit would would have changed the story I imagine it was vastly different yeah I'd like to know where that where that would have gone actually but. Um, Maybe we'll get a big finish one day. Maybe. Maybe we will. <laughs> Maybe we're bound to, aren't we? So. 
But I, yeah, I just feel that Martha is often overlooked when it comes to the companions, especially in the new series, because she was already strong and independent. And in Smith and Jones, she's the one holding her entire family together. Yeah, now that's the other thing as well. I think another um, sort of critique really was 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 the family angle because they said that, again we've already had this with Rose. Now that was RTD's thing, wasn't it? He wanted it rooted in sort of more reality really you know that the campaign's always leaving someone behind not just sort of going off on their own and it was it was never sort of really spoken about in, in previous series but that that was his thing wasn't it you know it, yeah the ones you left behind what's the effect on them um well personally i love that because i i like you've got kids i've got kids mm. if the doctor turned up now and said do you want to come on a six month adventure i couldn't no that's right I know people will go, but it's time travel. When has the TARDIS ever been that reliable? Like it took Rose a year into the future. <laughs> That's the thing. So, Knowing what we know, you couldn't do it, could you? So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, I kind of like it when the Doctor goes off and has solo adventures and leaves the companion behind, but we're getting off topic here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rose, uh, Rose was a little bit selfish. Uh, and I don't feel like she had any character development in those first two series. Any character development about Rose happens off screen. Mm. Uh, yeah. To the fact that Big Finish are filling in that gap with a with a Rose spinoff. Yeah, see, I I I never really took to Rose at all. To be honest, um, I just found her a very needy and and I also almost to a. Oh, that's maybe this too strong a word, but spiteful character to a certain degree. She didn't. She didn't like anybody else muscling in where she thought her relationship with the, with the Doctor was under threat. Look at with Sarah Jane. The way exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Martha wasn't like that. I know she got a little bit jealous of Joan in Human Nature, mm. and that's my one problem with that episode where she says you had to fall in love with a human and it wasn't me. Yeah. That's not a Martha line. She really? fancied the Doctor, she wanted to be with the Doctor, but I don't think she would ever begrudge him being with somebody else. No, because she was also like that about um, Rose as well, wasn't she? In Utopia. Yeah. When um, the Doctor's filling in uh, Jack, what happened to her. Well, I, or, I or vice versa, of, I should say. I can kind of get why Martha would be a little bit like that towards Rose. Hmm. Because, you know, when she first met the Doctor, all he talked about for the first couple of episodes was Rose. Yeah, true, uh, so very it's true. Like, it's like if you get a new girlfriend and then you spend the entire first three dates going on <laughs> about your ex. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course, so. she's going to have a negative view on her. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, Martha was compassionate. Mm -hmm. uh, she was strong. Uh, she she saved the world. She travelled the world by herself when it was under threat by the master. Yeah. Which I, I it's it's a bit the, the the end of series three is um a little bit up and down for me, but I, I did like her sort of character arc and her journey at the end, the way it all came together. Um, when sort of the master's got a sort of kneeling down in front of him. To sort of destroy the, the you know the, the time lord killer gun, um, and the way she just sort of laughs at him basically, um, which I thought was very well done because a lot of people 
said that her acting wasn't up to standard. Oh, no one would come away from the character. That's talking about the actress herself now. Um, said that her acting wasn't wasn't that great. I mean, um, in places it wasn't great, but I think this was like her second ever acting gig. Yeah, I, I just think people are a little bit too harsh on her, to be honest. And I know some some actors get their first big break and they knock it out in the park and they're amazing, like Pearl Mackey. Yeah, for instance. That was her first proper TV gig. Mm. Uh, but some actors take a little while. If you just listen to Big Finish, you'll get some Doctor Who actors, like Catherine Tate on that first series of The Temp Doctor Adventures. Mm. She's not great. And it's just because she's not used to the audio setup and stuff like that. Uh, but if you can compare Martha's performance in Tortured to when she was in Doctor Who, mm. uh, Freema Adjaman has has grown as a person and an actress and but especially by the time she gets to the law and order uk i was gonna say because i i exactly the same thing because i thought she was great in that to be honest oh, she's phenomenal yeah I, I really did um and i just thought you know if you've got any still got any misgivings about her, her acting abilities then, then i say go and watch her in law and order uk because that will it will change your opinion of her and she's in a huge american show now called new amsterdam I haven't heard. I know she was. What's the other one she was? In? Was it Sense Eight? Uh, she was in Sense Eight. I've not seen it, but apparently no, I haven't. It's no, very good. Yeah, and no, yeah, sure. she was in um, a Sex in the City prequel. Like she's had an illustrious career post Doctor Who, and in America as well. And in America, yeah. I mean, a lot of the shows haven't broadcast over here, um, but she's had she's had a good career and. I still maintain it's a shame Martha didn't get to be in the Sarah Jane Adventures. And I really, really hope Big Finish get her to come back. I hope so. I hope so, actually. So what was the... the when Did you sort of take the character straight from the off? Or did it sort of take a bit of... A bit of time for you to, because some people don't. Some people don't can't adjust that quick. They have to sort of get midway through the series and they think, okay, I'm beginning to sort of settle with this character a bit more now. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. She had me in Smith and Jones. Yeah, straight away when she realizes about the air in the hospital, and it's like, well, the the windows aren't airtight. We should be suffocating, and she's bound for adventure. She wants to go out with the doctor. Yeah, onto that patio. Um, yeah, I took to her immediately, and I don't know if it's true. Um, I'm the same age as Billy Piper, uh, but Rose was a lot younger than Billy Piper. Yes, she was uh, 19, wasn't the character? Yeah, 19. Um, Martha was 23. Okay. Uh, I think I was about 23 when the show was on, so I really identified with her. Like She was just in the infancy of her career, which is where I was at that time. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe I just identified a little bit more with Martha because we are from a similar sort of place. We we were just about to achieve what we wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know people would say about the family aspect like you brought up. But like I said, I, I like that. I like that it grounds it. That was one of my biggest problems with uh, the Moffat era mm. is that they kind of stripped that back. And then when you would see the family, it'd feel a little bit forced. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 can, I can understand Moffat wanting to sort of take the show in a different direction because I think the whole companions family thing um, had been done really in RTD's era. Um, 
and but saying that though, we've sort of we all sort of come full circle because we're kind of always back to that again in Chibnall's era as well. So I know that it's more like that the, yeah. the, the, the the family group of uh, Graham and um, oh god, I've forgotten the character's name. That's terrible of me. Um, yes, Ryan. Ryan, that's it. Thank you. I want to. Comp- <laughs> <laughs> I could see his face. I couldn't think of the character's name. That's terrible of me. Um, yeah, I mean that that sort of family unit is traveling together, really, rather than one being left behind. So it, it's slightly different, but there's still that that family thing, that family thing there. But but what I what I did like about Martha's family, it was I started. It, it was dysfunctional. Um, her, her parents had split up, and he had a father had that. Um, to coin a phrase, a, a, a bimbo girlfriend, if you want to you know, use, it, <laughs> use that turn of phrase. Um, but her mum was very, very distrusting of the Doctor from the off. And it didn't take much for her to be turned fully against him. Yeah. You know, and it was all done for the, for the, for the love of her daughter. It wasn't, you know, it was because she thought her daughter was in danger. Um, more more than anything else, but so it, it just took a little, the extra little push for Francine to, you know, to, to basically give the Doctor up, really, which which yeah. I quite liked. It's I liked realistic it. as well. Yeah, it's realistic. I would sell out on someone to save my kids, or yeah. if I thought I was going to save my kids. Yeah, yeah. That, what also impressed me about Martha is that she impresses the Doctor with her intelligence. Hmm. Uh, she's kind, compassionate. She knows about science. Uh, when, when they he had to become human in human nature, can you imagine any other companion in that storyline? Do you know what I couldn't? I couldn't actually. I, I couldn't imagine. Um, I couldn't imagine like Rose. Oh, for, Rose for, for would blast Joan. She would do. Yeah, it just it, it just would never happen. Um, Donna, uh, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't I, again. I couldn't see Donna taking on the role of a, uh, I don't know, sort of almost sort of like a a servant. I think she'd be too lippy. Again, you know, if it's yeah. some, way that some of the, um, like some of the, you know the, the boys spoke to Martha, um, or, or just treated, you know, the, the staff, I should say, because well, that's Im- you know impressive about Martha in that instance is that she's the first. A black female companion, yeah, in the show, and she went back to a time where she would have experienced racism, precisely, and she handled that admirably, yeah, and so well, and she didn't break character in that moment. Do you actually? You, it's um, you sort of touched on the on the on the subject there, sort of being that the first sort of black um, assistant for the doll companion for the doctor. Do you think that's actually sort of kind of been forgotten? now i think so because now you know obviously we had mickey uh, i know it's debatable whether he was a permanent companion yeah uh but yeah we've had we've had bill and now we've got ryan and yaz mm. i think that yeah it has got forgotten because it, it's just become normacy yeah whereas yeah back when martha was the companion it was like wow this is new and that's all anybody wanted to talk to her about at the beginning was what's it like being the first black companion? Yeah, rather than what's it been like in Doctor Who? Yeah, and now yeah. I don't feel like uh, Mandip Gill or Tosin Cole would get asked that. No, 
No, um, I, I think if you look at the in, sort of like interviews or sort of any anything in the press, that that's certainly not not there in the questioning, is it? Really, I, I, I suppose. I mean, did um, Pearl Mackie get that with? So you're the, the the first gay companion for Doctor she Who. She did. She did a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's to be expected. The first anyone is going to get that. Jodie Whittaker has got you're the first female Doctor. Yeah. That, that'll probably brought, be on her tombstone, won't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the time you get to like the fifth female Doctor, it, it, nobody's going to care. No, but she'll be uh, still known as the first female Doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It won't even be brought up when another female is cast. No, no, um, no, no. Nobody mentions the second one, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Who was the second man on the moon? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, Buzz Aldrin. I mean, like the next mission. Who was? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Exactly. Seriously, I uh, couldn't tell you. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there's people screaming at their phones. Probably, now. but these two idiots. <laughs> um, oh, who remembers also, the runners up? Crikey, come on. <laughs> what I also loved about Martha is the Doctor confided in her. We had two years of him not really telling Rose who he was, mm. uh, but he trusts Martha enough to tell <laughs> her about the Time Lords, the fate of the Time Lords, what happened. Uh, we hadn't seen that side of him before he met Martha. No, I, I always found that a bit strange. Anyway, uh, that the way the the you know come the end of you know, the second series or, or Tenants first, that it was also quite obvious by that point that the, the Doctor was also in, in love with Rose as well. Um, but it was it was never sort of fully. As you know, he, he didn't get to say it to her before the, uh, the you know that uh, portal closed. Um, but you would you would have thought he would have confided in her if he if he was supposed to have been in love with her. He sort of told her exactly, you know, who he was, where he came from, etc., etc. I mean, he didn't even mention the the, the word uh, or the name Gallifrey until the Runaway Bride. Yeah. So I, I just I just found that peculiar. But you're right; he did confide in Martha quite a bit, actually, didn't he? And Martha is the first companion the Doctor has admitted to that he's scared yes because uh, in 42 when that demon or alien or whatever possesses him yeah he he says to martha martha i am scared uh, i can't imagine him telling rose that he's scared i can't imagine capaldi telling clara he's scared no i, th- I do you know what i, th- I think the more you, you you sort of talk about the character of martha and and i know we've made a lot of comparisons with with Rose here as well, um, which is what people were doing back in the day, as you know, all the time. Um, it's it's a totally different relationship because I thought that the the Doctor and Rose's relationship, especially in Tennant's um, first series, it was almost very very sort of flippant. When yeah. when they landed in trouble, they're very flippant ab- about the whole thing, um, like um, in the Impossible Planet. When they when they first land, um, and he said like the, the TARDIS was sort of it felt it, it didn't feel right when it landed, and Rose says I suppose we could just get back in the TARDIS and leave it, and they both burst out laughing. Um, it, it's it, a problem you get with any long running partnership. Yeah, that they tend to then become superheroes. Hmm. And I, uh, I and it was I never got that with I know Martha's only there for one series, but it, it was completely different. It, it, it seemed to be a less flippant doctor, if you see what I mean. 
Oh, yeah, Martha brought the best out of the Tenth Doctor. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, with Rose, he was just the older boyfriend. But here, he was like the older brother, the older mentor. At least that's how he saw himself. Mm. Yeah, obviously, and, obviously she didn't. But... <laughs> and if we, if we talk about the way her career progressed, she went to go and work for a unit, and then she liaised with Torchwood. Yeah. Uh, she was entrusted with the Osterhagen key. That's uh, right, yeah. The universe. I, I just think anyone that is maybe a bit dismissive of Martha should really go back and watch Doctor Who, watch Torchwood, listen to those Torchwood audios and just see how intricate to the Who-universe that character is. Yeah. Because I think the other thing, she obviously she made a return in um, Series 4 um, as well. Yeah. And um, I, I, I was actually sort of quite sort of... You know, not just for for the the, the Soul and Earth um, two parts, which is there for the the, um, the Sontarum, you know, Poison Sky and the Sontarum stratagem as well. Um, I I thought that the, you know, when she sort of it was part of Unit, I thought, yeah, you, you could see this was like a natural progression for for Martha, really. Um, and I like the the dual role she had in it as well. You you had the the clone Martha and you know normal that Martha. Uh, yeah, I thought she was really good in it. Actually, I thought she I thought she handled that really well. I, I, I sort of you know I, I was sort of I think people sort of kind of for, you know forget she popped up in series four as um you know returned quite quickly after after her departure. Um, but I suppose for you know it was only, you know people who viewed it, it was only like a year later. But the character had completely changed in that in that time, um, which I think which I think was great because I think if it, if it had gone back to the she was still pining for the Doctor. I don't think there'd be any point in bringing the character back, if you see what I mean. No, and that that comes back to my whole point about all of Rose's character development happened off screen. Yeah. Uh, Martha's happened in the series. We saw her progress. We saw her be lovesick for the Doctor and then realise, you know what, I need to get out of this. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't want to use the word toxic because that gets thrown around a lot mm. now. No, it wasn't. It, realized, was, it wasn't a toxic relationship. It just wasn't reciprocated. I think she just sort of. It wasn't healthy for her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she made the grown-up decision. I've got to get out. I've got to be with my family at this time. Because I think when she leaves, the stuff the Jones family have just been through, because it was reversed for the rest of the world, but not for the Jones family. Yeah, or Martha, or Jack. And I mean, how do how do you even explain that to people that have never travelled with the Doctor? You well, you can't really, can you? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Martha stayed behind to anchor her family and make sure they were okay. Mm. I, I I think I think it's the character. I think is really um, sort of underestimated. I think it's just just what the, the it's the, you know Martha contributed to the. Um, to the to, oh, to the to the show, to the character of the Doctor, um, as well. Uh, I I think you know I think she's um, severely you know severely no, she, I say underestimated. And people, I think people need to go and revisit. I really do. She's completely underrated. I mean, she faced yeah. off to Davros, <laughs> and yeah. if, you, if you look at the the characters that faced off to Davros, uh, the three key ones were Sarah Jane, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Jack. And Martha. Yeah. Like, she was strong enough to stand up to Davros and say, no, I will end the world. 
Yeah. And whether or not the doctor agreed with her, that, you know, we can discuss that. Whether or not she should have done it, we can discuss it. But she was strong enough to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I can't imagine too many other companions wanting to, were willing to do that, actually. I, I, as I say, because the, the uh, character had changed. I, I, maybe it was the unit influence. But I don't know. She said, I'm, you know, I must complete my, you know, must follow my orders. Where um, unit soldiers weren't willing to do it. One didn't want to be seen. Did they with, with the other yeah, um, so- Osterhagen key? So, um, you know, Martha wasn't a soldier, but she was the one who was more, you know, willing to carry it through if it meant, uh, you know, defeating the enemy. What's great about Martha is that in, in the Doctor Who universe, mm. she is still out there fighting. Yes. Like, that hasn't happened to any other companion. Um, Rose is off on a parallel earth. Uh, I know Big Finish has started to touch on that now, and we're learning a bit more about her life. Mm. Um, Amy went to live with Rory quite happily. Clara is traveling around with um, Maisie Williams from Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, that Game of Thrones actress, Maisie Williams. Do you know <laughs> she was in Game of Thrones? Is she in Game of Thrones? Yeah, I think so. Game of Thrones. Game yeah. of Thrones. I've, I've heard of it. Game yeah, of Maisie Thrones. Game of Thrones Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, she's off traveling with her uh, and will go back to being dead. Uh, Bill is a wet lesbian traveling around the, the space <laughs> sphere. Um, and the current companions are still traveling with the Doctor, but Martha and Mickey are still out there fighting. Now, that that, that brings you... I, I was, I was going to say this a bit later, but yeah, Martha and Mickey... Um, <laughs> when, when in, in sort of the... Um, David Tennant's swan song, it's now revealed that they're married. Um, did you feel that was sort of slightly just pulled out of nowhere? No, I don't, because we saw them walk off together in Stolen Earth. Um, I'm sure Big Finish will feel this in eventually, and I think <laughs> the only reason people have, have a problem with it is because we didn't see it. Yeah, we I think I think because I think I think because she was she was engaged to uh, what was it Milligan? Was it? his full name now um thomas milligan thomas milligan sat right with me because he wouldn't remember any of that no exactly stalked him (laughs) actually she's no better than rose we'll take it all back (laughs) used her knowledge to (laughs) use him and yeah that doesn't sit right with me with the character no but her being with mickey yeah i totally buy it i mean mickey from series one absolutely not no, but Mickey, where we last see him in the End of Time Part Two, absolutely. Yeah. Oh no, God, no, not from Series One. Um, he, he's, he's definitely still pining after Rose, big time. Um, even even sort of come the end when he's helping her to get back to the Doctor. Um, no, he's he's still pining after her. So um, yeah, it, it just so I think everyone sort of think, oh, what's happened to Thomas Milligan? Um, and they, they didn't make the connection with Mickey whatsoever. Um, he is now Lucifer. Lucifer? Yeah, he, he's in a big American TV series. Oh, is it? I've come across that one, actually. Sorry, no, I was just being flippant. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. The last thing I saw of him was, uh, was it Miranda? Yeah, he was in Miranda. Yeah, yeah which I must have, I didn't watch. I only sort of... Sort of um, knew aware that he was in it because I just thought, oh yeah, he's the guy who was in Doctor Who. Um, I, yeah, sorry, Miranda Hart's another subject I don't want to get onto. I think Peter so. <laughs> Davison was even in that. 
What, in Miranda? I think so, yeah. Blimey. Crikey. Yeah. I, I didn't I, watch it, but I remember, like, flicking through one. Yeah, I, I, I must... Yeah, I, Davison. Bloody hell. No, I, I never clicked with the whole Miranda thing. I, I never I never got its appeal. Not at all. It's, it's like Mrs. Brown's Boys. I know we go wild off topic now, but I, I've never clicked with that either. I, I don't get the appeal of it whatsoever. No, but it's massively popular. I know. I just don't get it. I really don't, I don't get, get it. it. I don't get it. But you know what? If people like it, they like it. Exactly. Exactly. They're probably saying the same thing about Doctor Who <laughs> and us, really. So. <laughs> yeah, there's Mrs. Brown's podcast now going away and talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> the same conversation, but in reverse. Oh, dear. <laughs> So what would you say are like Martha's quintessential episodes? Because I would say stuff like Blink. I know she's not in it much, but she's still a strong role in that. Yeah, um, yeah, because at the when she sort of does you know, when they both appear at the end and um Sally Sparrow hands over the like the dossier to the doctor about, you know, this is what's gonna happen. Martha's the one who said, Come on, we're gonna we're gonna miss Yeah, we're gonna you know, we've got times running out. We've got to go. Come on. Um, I don't know if that sort of like you know, she knows what the doctor's like. He's he's, he's going to pick out another another sort of like girl to take on his travels. Um, I don't know if she sort of realised by that point that you know they are as Rose did. They're sort of he's he's had a fair few people travelling with him over the years. Um, yeah. But but I did like that. You know, it was her sort of telling. Oh, come on, hurry up. You know, so I did I did quite like that. Um, yeah. But uh, did you know what? I, I I kind of agree with you. I think the quintessential one really was Smith and Jones because it showed the character in the environment they they were sort of meant to be in was it was in a hospital, um, and she just did hit the ground running as you as you said you know earlier she she was the one who figured out about the, as you say about the the oxygen bubble. Um, she wasn't afraid to sort of take that step outside to, to prove the point. Oh, and she figures you out know, that Mrs. Milligan. Um, is an alien, and she she realizes that because the doctor's an alien, yeah, and she's drunk. She she figures out the doctor's plan from that moment where the Jadun that where the Jadun are confronting her. Mm. I, I can't imagine any other companion doing that. So I quickly. can't. I can't. It, it's. I think it's just. Uh, it's almost a shame they they did make her sort of pine for the doctor somewhat during it. Um, I think if they just sort of continued in that. Um, in, in that in that vein of her being sort of you know fig- she can figure things out for she, didn't, she doesn't need the doctor to figure things out she can do it for herself, um, and she did do that but there was there was that that for me that underlying but I'm in love with you doctor you know it was you know yeah, yeah there's there's always that there which I I don't know um, maybe it wasn't required but it is what it is and I as you say but that that it did form the character arc. Indeed, and what what's also interesting is the Doctor didn't really impress her that much. No. <laughs> because she told it, or even though she fancied him and she wanted to sleep with him, mm. uh, <laughs> she said, you have to earn that title when he says, I'm the Doctor. Like, she refuses to call him Doctor until he proves to her that he is worthy of that title. Yeah, which I think says a lot about the character. It really does. It says a hell of a lot about her. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so um, anyway, I think that's anything else to say on, on, on Martha Jones, Martin? I think we sort of 
more I know so we've, we've more, died around a lot. We, we have. We, that's that's fine. I think it's just the way it's just the way the conversation um, goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think um, we, you know we're not given a blow by blow account of uh, time on it on every single story in order. Um, it's just the <laughs> it's just what what you know what you think about the character. What, you know what it's, it, what you felt it, the character brought to the show and to the Doctor's relationship and um, and the character's importance more than anything else. I think. Well, yeah, I, I still know. maintain that Martha is the most important companion to the show. Mm. Uh, maybe not in the, its entire history, but to the new series. Because like I said, you had a whole entire generation that knew nobody but Rose. Yeah. And she was their first change, their first big change after the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I would just advise anybody that's been on the fence about Martha or wasn't enamored with the character to just go back and watch series three. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is some good stuff in there. She paved the way for the companion change. I mean, it's, it's hard to appreciate now just how massive that would have been at the time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the you know, the likes of me have been watching Dr. Who, you know, since they were, you know, since 1973, um, we, you know, we, we've seen it. We sort of, you know, taken that kind of thing in our stride somewhat. But for people like, you know, Chris Rickleston was their first doctor. Rose was their first companion. And then at the end of that, they see the doctor change. But the, the companion is still anchoring them yeah. to the show. And then that companion goes as well. And you've got someone, someone new comes in. Um and I th- you know, I think for for the the fans, the new fans, I think that that was um, hard for some of them to take. I think. Uh, even now, you see it on Twitter, people going on about how much they love Rose and they don't like Martha, mm. and it's like they don't like Martha because she isn't Rose. That that is all it boils down to, as far as I can see. It really is. They just they just um, well, I think it's it's that certain aspect of of who fandom who just like that shipping of characters. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, and in that's, you know, in that particular series, they didn't have to ship the characters because it was happening right in front of them, um, on, on screen. And I think they just wanted that to continue. Yeah. You know, but, but that's not what the show's about. Um, the show has always been about change and adapting to that change as well. And it's not just to do with the doctor regenerating. It's also the coming and going of the people he travels with as well. Yeah, and there's a, there's an entire generation that hadn't experienced that before 2007. Exactly, exactly. So I think there's, uh, as you say, that it's, it's she's a very important character. Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would go back, watch series three, listen to the original BBC tortured audios. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one about CERN that she's in uh, by Joe Lidster is very very good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's a, a, an essential part to the overall universe of Doctor Who. And I think maybe as time progresses, people will start to see how important Martha was in general to the show. I think they will. I think they will. Um, and as you say, it, it's just a shame she she wasn't able to appear in Sarah Jane um, Adventures as well and just sort of, you know, as, as the anchor to the Doctor oh, Who universe, I, really. But I'm extremely happy for Free Madgeman's success. Yes. But, I, yeah, I kind of wish that it hadn't <laughs> worked out that well and that she was still popping up in spin-offs and 
big Finnish audio. Exactly, exactly. But that's, I mean, it's fortunate for her that her career has gone off in a different direction because unfortunately, um, same with Karen Gillan as well, you know, st- you're starting sort of Guardians of the Galaxy and, and you know, the yeah. Avengers and everything. Um, I think it's, they do sort of get tarnished with that Doctor Who brush a lot of the time. Um, I mean, they're I mean, the only two that have kind of broken away from it. Yeah, um, I um, mean, Matt Smith still hasn't really. I mean, I know he's been playing um, Prince Philip in The Crown. Yeah, but he's he's still Doctor Who to everyone. He's still the Doctor. It's only recently that David Tennant's been able to break away from that a little bit. Like sometimes when I see a picture of David Tennant, I just think, "Oh, it's David Tennant." Um, yeah. But whenever I see Matt Smith, I'm like, "Oh, it's Matt Smith, the Doctor." Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Neither, yeah. neither of them have really sort of broken into the broken the mainstream in, in sort of like you know you know in, you know hit the big time as it were, and you know they sort of had some mild success. Um, yeah, they they they've worked solidly all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I feel that Freema Adjman and Karen Gillan are the two breakaway stars. I know Freema's not got not got the career of Karen Gillan. At a moment, and interestingly, Karen Gillan is the highest-paid Doctor Who actor on the convention circuit. Really? Yeah, it's because she's got the Marvel movies. Marvel movies, yeah, it has she... to be. Yeah, yeah. Cool, dear. Well, I, 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 I suppose you, you, Catherine Tate's separate to that because she had a career before Doctor Who. She was known for something else. Yeah. Beforehand, um, mind you, Billy Piper's got. She's she's sort of she's more of a, a theatre. Um, She's actress, doing very well. Yeah. Doing very well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um I think they've all had their own successes just in different different ways. Yeah. That's all. You know, it's um some people want to chase that Hollywood dream. Um it doesn't always work out for them. Fortunately it has done for Karen Gillan and, and Freeman Regiman. Um and others just find find their career paths going off in different directions. You know, um such as I mean I mean David Tennant he was fantastic in the first series of oh god the Marvel thing on Netflix. My Jessica memory's terrible. Jessica Jones, thank you. My memory's terrible this evening. Um, he was great in that. So, so and complete opposite to the Doctor. Completely, oh, totally. yeah. So, and he did do the uh, the um, Fright Night remake, yeah. didn't he? I like that. Do you know, I still haven't seen it all the way through yet. So. Okay, <laughs> it's not great, but it's it's not bad. Yeah, but then I just keep thinking about... Wasn't that great. Yeah, well, no. I'm just thinking about, oh, you're replacing Roddy McDowell as a bit of a legend, really, so... <laughs> but, uh, anyway, we, we've gone wildly off topic now, haven't we? So we're yeah, talking about the, yeah, the careers... I wouldn't be surprised if you caught that last 10 <laughs> No, it's all staying in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, Martin, thanks very much for uh, joining me uh, for this uh, for this special. Um but before we go, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs? Um, at Bad Wilf on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, there we yep. go. There we go. So, uh, and you do you do occasionally put out the odd podcast, don't you? We do, yeah. But um, it's really tricky because the two guys I do it with, they can only record at the weekend, and I can only record on a weekday. Uh, so yeah, it's it's difficult to get the three of us in alignment. Oh dear. Okay. Well. So I, yeah, I don't know when the next episode <laughs> is going to be out. Well, well. So the Babel podcast has got a, a, a big back catalogue to listen to. We have, so yes. Yeah, so we, um, interviews with some Doctor Who actors like Paul McGann, Matt Smith, 
Uh, I once got to interview John Hurt for like two minutes. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, yeah, they're all out there. Okay, so there you go. Go and find Bad Wilf and go and listen. So, um, so anyway, Marty, thanks once again. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back on the show very, very soon. Shall I get back in my cupboard? Get back in your cupboard and slop out that bucket. Okay. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.